Are you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. everybody and welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. We're going to do something a little different today. I recently was a guest on a radio show here in Salt Lake City that aired on K-Talk Radio. That's KTKK, 6.30 a.m. out of Salt Lake City, Utah. On May 29, 2008, I was a guest on the Producer Power Hour show and the hosts of that show are Garrett Gunderson and Garrett White. Both of these men are good friends of mine, and I've interviewed Garrett Gunderson on this show before. But they invited me to do a little show with them. So today for Live on Purpose Radio, I'm going to give you a little repeat of that show. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Producer Power Hour Radio, giving you the tools and ideas to discover your soul purpose. Discover yourself as Garrett Gunderson and Garrett White take you on a journey through the financial, spiritual, mental, physical, and social realm. Your life is now. We're back on the Power Hour. This is Garrett Gunderson, Garrett White, and now we have in studio with us our guest, Dr. Paul. Welcome to the show, Dr. Paul. Great Thank to have you. Thank you very much. I'm thrilled to be here. This is fun. Go I'm ahead. excited for you to be here, and I'm excited about the fact that we have the one doctor who is so famous that, yes, he has hair upon the top of his head and simultaneously no hair above the top of his upper lip. We don't call him Dr. Phil, we call him Dr. Bob, and we're excited to have you here, and I'm sitting right next to him, and it's going to be exciting. He's looking at me going, please stop. Yeah, and long-time listeners will remember the Live On Purpose show, and uh, right. you know the little cycle babble segment to mm-hmm. it as well, and uh, Dr. Paul was very good as far as, especially after the plane crash, he came and did the Monday show right after the plane crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you that uh, definitely uh, remember, uh, Les McGuire is a radio show host. And uh, Ray Hooper was on the radio as well, and so you came on right after with me, and that was that was very powerful. And then I uh, just started doing the Thursday show together, and then mm-hmm. eventually we uh, empowered you, and you ran with that Thursday show, and now you have your podcast. So someone that's well, got plenty of experience and seasoned, uh, we've got him on the show today uh, to expand your life, live on purpose, and uh, hear a little bit about your story, Dr. Paul, as we start to move into the second second hour segment. Well, great. I'm glad to share it with you, and it's fun to be on the mic again with you, Garrett. We've done a couple of shows together recently, too, on my podcast, and it's just uh, good things always happen when we get together. So I hope I can contribute something to your show today. This is the triangle. We've got G-squared sandwich, Dr. Paul in the middle, (laughs) me and Garrett on the outside with the outside mics. This is going to be fun. All right, cool. So let's continue with the top of our conversation here. What is wealth? This is the purpose of our, our entire show, is helping people understand the balance that exists in the areas of wealth within our lives. And we've determined that wealth itself, and we're going to do a recap for those who are just tuning in here the second hour. 
that wealth is found within five tracks. Garrett, let's go through them. Start at the top. So financial, which, which most people kind of stop at many times. Beautiful. And that's where they focus. Spiritual. Beautiful. Mental. Beautiful. Physical. Beautiful. And social. Music to my ears. So now what we're saying is that it's almost impossible. I shouldn't even say almost. It is impossible to stay balanced in any of these five areas at all times. But what becomes a game that we play is that when there is a specific area or track within our life that is desiring and of need of powerful light and love and attention, because that what we focus upon expands and give energy to grows, we shine the light of connectiveness and consciousness to that area, give it the love, bring it back up, and then we reverse and shift it to another area that's going to need another love. And we watched this, Garrett, as you and I were talking last week about how this occurs within business and family relationships and money, etc. Right. We take this zone, we say the whole reason for identifying these five tracks was this conversation of soul purpose. And you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of catch Dr. Ball here off guard. And I'd like Dr. Paul to give us a definition of, in his mind and in, in this power, I mean, if you can see this man's cranium, it's massive. He's a psychologist, and he needs a massive cranium to hold all that. Info. I'm just playing around. He doesn't yeah, you're giving me head. some good sound bites, so I'll put those into yeah, my podcast. Doesn't, doesn't have a big Metaphorically head. has. <laughs> there you go. Spiritually speaking, this man's head is huge. <laughs> He's got a huge heat. <laughs> Lay down his big pillar. All right. So come to us on this idea then. What are we what are we talking about here? What is soul purpose in your mind? How would you describe this to our listeners today? You know, everyone, everyone without exception, has a unique package that represents who they are. And this comes complete with strengths and weaknesses abilities and disabilities. We've all got this this package of opposition in our lives. And all of this together creates a unique individual who can contribute to the world in ways that are unmatched by anyone else. So there might be some things that you can do similar to what I can do. Or we might have some similar weaknesses or something like that. But nobody has the same package that you have. I just did a show uh, oh, about a month ago mm-hmm. called Leveraging Life's Liabilities as part of my podcast. Brought on a couple of guys who shared what... Some of, the, some of the most trying experiences have been in their life. And then as they figured out how to balance that out with the strengths and the abilities that they have, and now they're using that very weakness that they have in their life to bring value to other people. And this is the idea because it's easy to see sometimes that if you have a unique skill or a talent that you could use that to create value for other people. But I think a lot of times we miss the part of, well, I've got all of these weaknesses too or or uh, things that I'm not particularly proud of. Well, how can you bring that to the table too in a way that allows you to to really create some unique value for other people? And it's it's an amazing process. And so as you figure out who you are and why you are, that's where you can really start to make an impact on the world. Beautiful. And we've discussed this multiple times, and Dr. Paul concur with us on this for sure, that discovering and uncovering what that purpose is or what that unique package is of mm-hmm. who I am, specific to who I, who I am on a daily basis that brings meaning in my life in this moment, this is something of a discovery process. And it's not learning it, per se, as it is remembering what that package consists of and identifying mm-hmm. and shining light upon those potential gifts. And so what we're going to do right now is we're going to discuss this idea of the power hour, but to help introduce this idea of what the power hour is as a systematic tool on a daily basis in the morning to help us get clear, more clear every day upon what our unique package is or the sole purpose or the meaning in our life. 
We're going to go about explaining the power by having Nikki Davis, who is the better half of Tony Davis, who called in here the first hour and, and gave us kind of his input on what the power hour is. And Nikki, want to welcome you to the show. How are you today? Good. How are you, Garrett? Uh, we're doing amazing. Good. So why don't we go through this? Your husband set a pretty high bar here the first hour. I know. Don't yes, worry, we know that high bar for Tony is a low bar for you. You should step right over this Thanks, pretty easily. <laughs> so, so let's. Co- I mean, you are in the world of hair. You dominate the hair industry, like my wife, and this yes. definitely puts you in the in the my husband had no style when I met him category. Correct. <laughs> right, right, right. We've just recently got him to stop wearing all the sweatbands, and that's okay. Yes, <laughs> he's growing up. We love it. He's all grossed up. He's all grossed up. So let's talk about this real quick for you. Nikki, what, how would you describe the power hour in your words? And I know I've had you do this, you know, multiple times over the last couple of months, not here on the radio, but in other, on other context situations, specific meetings, but what, how would you define the power? Hour? What is this? Okay. Well, first, Tony and I, we wake up and either we'll go out running together or I'll go to the gym, do some type of physical activity. Then I come home, meditate, get, get all my thoughts together, get to a place of relaxation after a big workout, then I, after I meditate, get to a place of clearing my mind, I get out my educational book, like, I get, I'm, right now I'm reading Prosperity Paradigm, and then I read my, out of my scriptures, so it just helps me get to a place of clarity, lets my fear self go, or my fear go, and puts my ego self away. I love it. So we almost kind of like retire the ego yeah. for that day, at least in some levels, and and in order to connect and be more powerful. And Nikki, I, I have to honor you for the fact that I've been able to watch this grow, sitting as, as kind of a third party to this experience, and to watch the power and the light that comes from you. And it's interesting because what would be apparent from the outside is that nothing's changed except for you became more beautiful. Well, thanks. The people just on the and, and this is not just, just something I'm saying. You know, I've told you this before. And yeah. Tony's even saying the same thing. And this is an interesting side note for listeners, too. It's amazing what happens when a couple stands in their power together. Because instantly the beauty itself and the attraction is something of a spiritual level of limitlessness that's received totally different. And this is, I know, been the experience for you two. But let's take this a little bit further. Nikki, what have you seen become the outcome for your experience on just a day-to-day basis by executing and being disciplined to, to this system or this power hour in the mornings? It helps me be to my highest potential throughout the whole day. And gets, I don't know, I, I just am able to connect with God in the silence of the morning, as you said earlier in the first hour. It really just helps me have him throughout the day and just get my highest potential. How would you say that's impacted you and Tony's relationship? It has done amazing things, seriously. I didn't think we ever thought that much before, but now we rarely, rarely. It is seriously after me and Tony both, after we do our power hours in the morning, you can, tell, you can honestly tell if we've done a power hour in the day or not. It's, I hate days that if, if we didn't do one, then the days just, not the same. So it's, the experience that we're, if I'm kind of repeat back to what I'm hearing from you then is that as a couple, when you commit to the power hour, your marriage itself is more powerful. Yeah. It helps us connect with each other also. 
I love it. Nikki, you are so amazing, so beautiful. I appreciate your call in today. Uh, I'll see you and Tony both here this afternoon. Thanks okay. for calling today, sweetie. We'll see you later. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Such a powerful example. And this I said, okay, we're going to bring the young into the spectrum. We have a couple that got married at 18. They're both 20 now. They own their own duplex. They're investing like crazy. And, and this is to, to blow up all of the supposed crap out there that I'm too old, no old dog can learn new tricks. We're going to bring on uh, some, some couples that are in the wisdom category next week mm-hmm. that we've got lined up for you that are over 60, just so that nobody can give me the excuse of, well, they're young. They don't have the belief systems that have been there that long. It's easy for them to do that. And we're going to give you across the board always just some examples of power hours. So this itself, we've got, we've got the system down. Now we're going to kind of turn the focus of conversation today to our guest. And this is, uh, this is the, one, the one I've been speaking about. The one. I mean, I don't even know if there's another way to describe it. The one, Dr. Paul. So, Dr. Paul, speak to us real quick about, number one, what, what are you about? I mean, if somebody was to ask, what is Dr. Paul's purpose and what is he about on a daily basis that brings meaning in his life, how, how would you answer that? I think that's a question that we're all asking ourselves. What am I about? What is it that I'm here for? What's my purpose? And I've been working on that too. I help people with that in the coaching that I do, but I've been working on it myself as well. And here's what it comes down to for me. I think that my purpose is to help people to save and enrich their key relationships. And there's five of those, and they go in order. Okay, so so there's a priority. Before we go to the five, come back and use that phrase one more time. Just so, just so we use repetition as a master of all skill here. Say one more time. So it's to, to what again? To something the, My purpose is okay. to help people okay. to save and enrich their key relationships. To save and enrich. Expand on that mm-hmm. one for me real quick before we go to the five areas. You and say, we're, we're not going to go to the five areas until we go to break, of course. You're we're definitely keep not people hanging on and then they can hear about the five areas when they get back from the break. Of so course. We're going to break yeah. right yeah, go to break in like 20 seconds. I like so. it. Soon. So, Soon. so at save and cherish. Save and enrich. Enrich. I've got a Did really slow process here. To to what saying. And that's like a king. And you know what? This song is on. And it's a lot softer than and then the Club Neo that we had on here the last little while. <laughs> so uh, stick well, with us through this lovely music break. If you talk about me. Whispering to you. It's whispering to you. We'll be back with what this means in the five areas. Stick with us. But I got an AM 630 KTKK. Do you ever feel run down and have loss of energy? Get stressed at times to a point you feel panicked? Do you go to eat at fast food restaurants and still feel hungry? This is your body telling you that you are lacking the minerals to keep you healthy. The U.S. is one of the largest consumers of calcium and yet has one of the highest levels of osteoporosis. Why? Because most of your vitamins, minerals, and calcium sources are not from plants, making it hard to be absorbed and broke down in the body where plants do the process for us. Environmental Health Science is introducing to the public Kelzyme. Kelzyme is a unique mineral containing a high level of absorbable calcium derived from fossilized kelp. Kelzyme contains 50-plus minerals with the main ones needed for your health, like iron, zinc, and calcium. All the calcium and minerals have been processed through the plant kelp, making them highly absorbable. Purchase Kelzyme at your nearest water wellness store in South Jordan, Salt Lake, or West Valley, or by calling 866-760-5158 for additional locations. That's 866-760-5158. My fellow Utahns, The campaign battle cry of this election year has been for change. And although change is exactly what we deserve, change alone is simply not good enough. It is time we demand the best 
the free market has to offer, and that's why I'm supporting Madeline Steakhouse and Grill. Like you, I'm tired of the same old franchise experience. I want quality, fresh food at prices affordable for everyone. At Madeline Steakhouse and Grill, you'll enjoy mouthwatering steaks grilled to perfection, sumptuous salmon, halibut, crab, and much more. You have my word that you'll want to return time and again to Madeline Steakhouse and Grill for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, business or pleasure. Madeline's has set the new standard for dining in Salt Lake County, located in South Jordan, west of I-15 at 1133 West and 106 South. Madeline's offers the ideal accommodations for wedding banquets, corporate meetings, and just about any social gathering imaginable. Make your reservations for dinner tonight. Call 446-6639. That's 446-6639. Choose Madeline's. Back to the Producer Power Hour, Garrett White, Garrett Gunderson, and our guest, Dr. Paul. And you just, you know, you left the listeners with a little cliffhanger there talking about there's five key relationships or five relationships because what you're looking to do is save and, enri- and enrich key relationships. That's your That's right. purpose and your why. Is, you know, why would you want to do that? You know, I think one of the reasons I came to this is I started to observe why it is that people seek me out. And what is it that I'm actually helping them with? And without exception, I found that people were approaching me and coming to me in my practice. And and remember, I'm coming from a traditional psychotherapy practice, Mm -hmm. which in the last couple of years I've transitioned over to more of a family and relationship and executive kind of coaching practice. And that's a whole other story. We can talk about that if you want to. But I, I realized in all of these contexts, people were approaching me because there was something in their key relationships that was causing some dissatisfaction or some discontent in their life. And the unique abilities and skills and expertise that I have allowed me to help them with that in a way that was really meaningful and raised their their experience in life considerably. So these these key relationships fall into five categories. And, and GW, you were asking about this just before the break, too. Five Five key relationships, and I believe that these are in order of priority, that your first key relationship is the relationship you have with your creator. And uh, we all know that people have different understandings about who or what that is. But I think a fundamental understanding of, of your relationship with your creator it comes first. And then once that's in place, you go to the second level. The second level is the relationship that you have with yourself. And this is where it is so important to understand who you are and why you are. And so a lot of the work that I do with people is helping them to hone in on the why. why who am I and why am I? As people come to an understanding of that, it's amazing what starts to happen in their life. It's just a magical transformation. And they start to have fun like they've never had before, but they're also creating value for other people in ways that are just powerful. And it solves a lot of their problems. So there's the first two, your creator, your relationship with yourself. Third comes your relationship with family. Family is a very broad category, and there's a subset 
within family that helps you to prioritize those relationships. And I believe that that priority goes spouse, children, extended family, in that order. And there's a lot of reasons why I put it in that order. Uh, let's just say that I've seen that whenever people get that kind of mixed around in some way, that life just doesn't go as well for them. Well, you understand that there is absolutely no way I'm going to let you get away with two sentences of explanation on each of these. And we're going to add a whole lot of super powerful content out of Christian, Buddhist, and Hindu scripture to support all of this. We don't want you to leave as a listener undocumented to the power of Dr. Paul, but understand that coming through. Let's go through the list, and then we're going to come right back up to the top. We're going to discuss what it means to save and to enrich. Okay. And then we're going to, we're going to talk even deeper about the sequence and the order of this, and then we'll end the show off today, I think, on, on how you go about shifting this for people mm-hmm. and how you use this. So keep going. Keep, I'm, I'm just letting people sure. know that, that we're, me, and, me and Gary Gunnarsson, the, the passion is not quiet. For any other reason than if you were to look in our studio, we're literally, without with our journals, taking notes. Listen, one thing I will teach you as a professed teacher or preacher, which I more joy the title preacher because I don't think I teach anything. I think things are taught through me to other people. But mm-hmm. you must learn to become two to three times a student than you are preacher or teacher. And so right now, this is why we're in silence. So Dr. Paul, keep going. So we've got the first three, right? You keeping track, Eric Gunderson? You got God's self family. I've already got four and five because you shared <laughs> because it with we us talked on during the break. The break. So, yeah, the f- I was like holy inspiration. What did you do? Read <laughs> do you read minds? Do you see dead people? <laughs> All right, keep going. Garrett and I are on the same same frequency here. All right, so we've got uh, creator, self, family. The fourth key relationship in your life is your relationship with other people. So once you're solid on the family thing. That's when you're really in a position to go out there and, and enrich these relationships with other people. This includes your colleagues, your coworkers, your clients. It includes people in your community, in your church, in your neighborhood. It includes the starving children in Africa. I mean, they're all in there because all people are important. But as far as your relationships, they come forth. And then fifth in that lineup of key relationships is your relationship with things. And this includes your relationship with money or with property or with other things in your world. Those are important relationships, but they come in order with the other four. So there's your lineup, Garrett. I like it. Okay, so let's come back to the top then. So the first phrase that Dr. Paul used coming into this was that we need to save, that that your purpose is, is that you teach and help coach people in the process of saving and enriching their five key relationships. And then you went through and listed out what those relationships were. So let's start at the top. I mean, what, what is it? What do you mean by save and enrich? Because I think these really are two different processes almost, at least it sounds to me that I'm saving Mm -hmm. and I'm enriching and I've kind of got my own ideas around those words, but Mm -hmm. you know, why don't you add a little bit more to this of, of what you mean by to save and then to enrich? Well, and you guys will help me to, to develop this as we have this discussion. The save concept implies that something is in danger or that it's in peril somehow, or some level of discontent. It's not aligned. There's you know, some or sort of Or out of balance, or, or out of order, or whatever it is. So save implies that you got to do something to bring it into line, or to, to rescue it, or to put it in a place where it is now secure and safe. And, it's, and it's, okay. almost a, it's almost a state of negative listening or listing about that 
person, right? Typically they're coming in and they're mm-hmm. saying, sure. this relationship, this, 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 and this is how this person is, this, 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 and this, and mm-hmm. that's how they now view them. Their perspective is not right. uh, that they're a, 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 being, a being of God or of light. It's somehow there's a shadow cast upon that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, this is the discontent that motivates people. And we've had discussions before right. about how discontent is not a bad thing. It's 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 a motivator in your right. life. It's getting these people to take action and have a conversation with you that's not a conversation they're currently engaged in. Right. And part of what you're doing is having them change the way that they, that you know, or, or at least, you know, if we use the, the Wayne Dyer, you know, if you want to have anything change, if we... If the things that we look at, if our perspective changes, the very things that we look things at change. Things we look at change. And, and that's kind of what we're talking about here. And so my question would be, well, what is the real root here? Is there a common root that you see that's thread within this? That there's just, you know, obviously we see the, the kind of what's going on on the outside. Mm-hmm. But do you see a common thread that happens in this if these relationships are in need of being saved? I think the common thread there, I, I describe it in terms of four P's. And the four P's are... <laughs> we have four P's to prosperity, you so got I four love P's it. To I'm prosperity. excited to hear your four. Well, <laughs> I might, they might become eight P's. Plus, one of my meetings will be like be six sub, hours subtext, long. Subtext, you know, there's these four P's and those four P's. I'm confused <laughs> of what P we're talking about. Well, Gunderson used to call me Dr. P. He yeah. probably still does. Yeah. But yeah. So the four P's that I'm talking about that I think are, are underlying themes of all five areas of your key relationships are first principle and understanding the natural laws that are involved that govern all of those relationships. And those natural laws will work and act in your life whether you're aware of them or not, whether you agree with them or not. That doesn't matter. They're always at work. So the first P is principle. The second P is paradigm. And this has to do with what you just said, Garrett, about when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. That's what I was trying to say. That's the way so much quote. better, much more direct. Took me like a minute to say it. That's all right. You were lost in translation. Dr. Paul translated. It's awesome. We got the message either way. That's why we got this team going on, right? Yeah. And as long as you two quit kicking me out, I'll be just fine. And you know what? I got to tell you. Oh, you just shut my mic off. That's no, all. I just <laughs> pretended okay. to. He's going there, though. I saw that finger up there. I got to tell you, in all the experience I've had as a shrink, this is the most powerful concept I've ever learned. And, that, and it has to do with paradigm, that you can choose your paradigm in any given set of circumstances. This is what Viktor Frankl called the last of human freedoms. And it's such a powerful concept. You can take literally any circumstance in your life. And if you understand this concept of paradigm, it, it will change everything for you about that circumstance. Your circumstances just don't matter that much. All they are is the stuff from which you're going to create your life. And it's your paradigm that allows you to take that creative power and make something that you want instead of something that you don't. And you have the power to create either something you want or something you don't. Right. So that's the second P. Third P is purpose. Same. No, we're number two. Let are, him finish are we okay? Are we Let aligned so far? P's and then we'll share our four P's, not with <laughs> okay. explanation. We'll just, we'll just have all kinds of P's in here. Uh, purpose, and we, we've already discussed that a little bit, but becoming very aware of, what, of the why for your life. And then the fourth P is passion, which I knew you guys would appreciate. This it. is creating and living the life that you love. And you do, all of these four P's are important, 
across those five levels of relationship that we talked about. And so the relationships give context to how you're going to apply these four P's in your life. So the P's that we're going to add are a little different, but very much the same. Bring it on. Perspective. Mm-hmm. Which is similar to paradigm. It's a lot like paradigm, sure. Purpose. That's a lot like purpose, actually. <laughs> very. That's a lot <laughs> very like similar. purpose. Very similar. Yeah. Plan. Products. Okay. We had different intentions for why we listed our P's. But see, you know what? We got yeah, this sure. passion, purpose, paradigm, principle. I like it. So let's take these four P's and we're going to put them back into the context of, of really working in these five areas. And then at the very end, we're going to connect why even being in balance in these five areas or these five key relationships, how this has an impact upon economic wealth. Because it inevitably does. It inevitably does. But we're going to tie that in towards the end. So let's start. We said we've, I think we've got well, some and I, I just say. want to say if, uh, Neil can confirm on the blog on Killing Sacred Cows is my What is Debt video up yet? Okay, it's going to be up and we'll let you know when it is because it it actually goes to the root of what we're talking about here with relationships. All debt exists based upon relationship, not based upon credit card. That's Mm -hmm. just the external that we see, but it all has to do with relationship. Mm -hmm. There are so many things in our life that boil down to relationships. Yep. And I've had... I've had a couple of lunch meetings lately where I've met with people who are experiencing some very significant economic challenges. And maybe they're going through a bankruptcy. Maybe they're having just all kinds of debt that they're trying to to climb to the top of, whatever it is. And without exception, what it comes down to for them, the quality of their life is based not on that, but on what's the status of my relationships. Now, the, the relationship with money or with things is one of those five key relationships. Right. So if that's out of balance, it's going to create some discontent in your life. Right, and part of the art there is if that is the area that's most out of balance, how do they keep that from dragging the other areas down mm-hmm. with it? For example, trying to pay more attention to that to mm-hmm. fix it, how do they make sure that they keep the other areas to the same degree, right? Or that's to right. a better degree than it even or is today. Th- to keep them in the proper perspective. Because look what happens if you flip that list upside down. If you're focused mostly on your relationship with things and secondarily with other people, okay, where's your family coming in? And if you're not taking care of your own relationship with your creator and with yourself, what do you have to offer to those other relationships? Well, Garrett White and I talked about this uh, uh, several times, and it's interesting because you'll see these people that are public speakers, for example. Mm -hmm. And you see a very high divorce rate in many of them. Some of the very most successful ones. Well, we could name some. We could name some. Because they're traveling so much, and they're teaching people how to enrich their lives, for example. How to have a better Mm -hmm. family life. But they win the booby prize. They win the Mm -hmm. booby prize. They win a whole bunch of money and lose their family at the same time. And if we're looking at the priority order that you're talking about here, money would be something that's a number five. It's mm-hmm. a key relationship. It's important. It's, it's a important. thing. It made it's the not list that it's after unimportant. all. It's just that it's a different priority. And so I look in my own life so that I'm not just pointing the finger at other people that way. But I look at my own life. And right mm-hmm. after the plane crash, I went through this. I drove to Utah County every day. I worked late yeah, I pretty much that, every yeah. single night. I rarely saw my son. During this time, mm-hmm. I mean, I saw him on the weekends, saw him asleep in his bed many times. But there's a lot that my wife says, remember this, remember that, about three to five months of his life that I don't have much memory of. 
Mm-hmm. And no matter how hard I was willing to work, no matter what that purpose was, I had a, I was definitely not in the right priority order, and I was out of balance. And what started to happen is by November, see that happened in June, by November, the shadow was cast very dark for me, and a lot of discontent started to happen because I just got to the point where I said, I will not be able to go speak publicly with authenticity if I allow this to continue for one more moment. That's right. For one more moment. Because mm-hmm. this is not what I want. There, no matter if, what if I created the most amazing thing and I spent all this time and it impacted so many people, yet my family was falling apart. Number one, my energy is going to be decreased. And number two, mm-hmm. I won the booby prize once again. That's right. Something lower on the list. And you're sacrificing things of greater value. And the thing is, I was told once, Garrett, if you will just do the things no one else will do today. And this was in the context of, Work harder than anyone. Work 16 hours mm-hmm. if you have to every day. Save like no one else will save. You'll have the life that no one else can have tomorrow. But here's mm-hmm. the problem. What we've got is today. That's right. And if we're life is living to now. be happy sometime, but we don't accept and embrace that today, then when will we ever be happy? Mm-hmm. You know, that once again, that's have, do, be rather than be, do, have. And mm-hmm. so I just wanted to share that I, I, what you're talking about resonates and rings very true for me. And mm-hmm. I'm sharing that, hey, have an awareness and be able to acknowledge and look in your life. Is there an area? Is there any of these that are out of whack? Because if you're willing to be honest, you can have that progress. Now, when we come back from the break, we'll talk more about this. and We're going to get deeper into what Dr. Paul is saying. A homemade bat in a brand new pair of shoes. You know, I think. AM 630 KTKK. Brought to you by Show Dog Records, Toby Keith. Pick up Toby Keith 35 Biggest Hits. This amazing two-CD package includes all his number one anthems and his new smash hit, She's a Hottie, available now at Walmart. Give a gift of hope to kids at Primary Children's Medical Center. Whether ill or injured, children receive medical care regardless of a family's ability to pay. Join us by donating generously to the Primary Children's Medical Center Telethon, May 31st and June 1st, live on KSL 5. You will see inspirational stories of children like 6-year-old Andrew, who courageously battled a large brain tumor, and 14-year-old Joseph, who, earlier this year, received a life-saving heart transplant at Primary Children's Medical Center. Every penny raised stays in our community to help children in need. You can make a difference in the life of a child. Uh, We're bringing you the five keys to relationships from Dr. Paul, which the five key relationships are God, self, family, and there's a priority list there, spouse, children, extended family, other people, and things. And so these are all important, but there's a certain level of priority. But typically, you know, when you look at people's lives, it's easy to all of a sudden get out of whack with that. It's easy to not even recognize that you're necessarily out of whack because we just kind of get into doing sometimes. Well, you're looking at this whole thing from inside your own head. 
and from inside your own skin. And this is where it's helpful to, to have practices like meditation, for example, where you can kind of suspend some of that to get a better perspective on, on just the whole picture. But look at these key relationships also and what's going to happen if you really focus on those higher-level relationships What's likely to happen to those relationships that are farther down the line? You're going to automatically improve those. That is not necessarily true from the bottom up. So improving your relationship with things will not necessarily help you to improve your relationship with your spouse or with your God. But I'm convinced that as you work on the higher levels of those, improving your relationship with your Creator and with yourself and with your spouse and with your children— that's going to have an impact down the line on your relationship with other people and on your relationship with things. So that's one reason that those priorities are so important. There's a lot of people that get stuck in priority five. Absolutely. And, and they just, the, the thing is, how do you know when priority five is ever fulfilled? <laughs> that's part, mm-hmm. of the, part of the problem. The, well, When's, the fallacy when, of enough. When do you want enough? You know, when, okay, you have more, you have more, you have more. Why? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't ever get to that why other than, well, because then it shows that I'm successful or because then I have the toys. And all of a sudden, they, why have wave runners? Mm-hmm. There's one of the higher priorities of these key relationships that make the wave runners have any value whatsoever. That's right. I mean, I'd, if I had 10 of them and I'm just at the lake by myself and there's no one else around, I, I just don't know how fun they're going to be. Well, you and if, if, if you're not around other people or what if you are severely depressed? Okay, this has to do with your relationship with yourself. How much are you going to enjoy things? And how much, how much difference does it make what amount of money is in your bank account? And I can tell you, and some people don't believe this because they think that money is going to bring them happiness. Right, that's, that's going to be, then they don't have to worry about that. But I can tell you, I have worked with a lot of depressed millionaires and it doesn't have anything to do with the account. It doesn't have anything to do with the things. Do you think happiness is a choice more than anything? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I, mean, I remember a time last year, everything's seemingly perfect in my life, and I just was kind of sitting there feeling like, yeah, I don't know. You know, I was like, eh, mm-hmm. was, I was just kind of in the... And then two weeks later, a bunch of things start happening that are liabilities, obstacles, you know, mm-hmm. all these kind of things. And I just said, all right, this is going on. I'm just going to choose to be really happy. And I was happier two weeks later with these issues going on than I was two weeks before. Mm-hmm. Why? Externally, someone looking in would think, well, Garrett, you're insane. Well, it's a good breed of insanity, I think. It's good to (laughs) understand that I have a choice to be happy and just to choose to be happy in that moment. And I catch myself every now and again when those problems are going on, kind of, oh, it would be nice when this is done. But I'm like, well, my son will never be this age again, so I'm going to focus on being happy and experiencing this. And if this is what comes with it, then this is what comes with it. How about make it so that it's nice now? Because now is what you've got. Life is happening right now. And as much as you might want to prepare for the future, and there's, there's a lot of value in making sure that you plan things in a way that maximizes your chances of having success and, and things We're not in saying the not future. to be a proper steward. No, right. But right. it's just not wishing your life away. Well, one of your P's is the plan, right? So you have a plan and you have a product and you're able to go out there and, and maximize the benefit from that. But life is happening right now. And as, as you start to live in the now and make that choice that you're talking about, Garrett, that transforms everything. Right, and a powerful question would be, what could I do to be in alignment today? Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and that today part is very key. Mm-hmm. 
You know, because here's here's just an example in my life. Uh, when I first graduated college, I put on a good 35 pounds, maybe 40. I don't know. I got I went from I think 210 pounds, which for me is very slim, um, to 255, I think, somewhere around there. And so what I found myself doing that helped me really climb up that on put on weight that I didn't want was think, all right, on Monday, you know, I'm going to start eating well. And this would be like on Friday. <laughs> right. So what do you think my meals were like Saturday and Sunday? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, it's like I'm going to chow down. I'm going to eat what I want. Six creamy sickles, you know, because I'm not going to be able to have them Monday. But then Monday comes around. And then I happen to have a lunch with someone and, you know, they oh, want some dessert. I'm, you know, yeah, I'll have some dessert. You know, it's just this one time. And then, well, dinner, my wife makes a big dinner, you know, uh, and I'm eating more bread mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And then, well, I guess I'll start next week. So I just kept deferring. I just kept getting bigger. Yeah, defer and postpone. And bigger sure. because it was, it was this thought of there's always tomorrow. I could always take care of this later. It became a procrastination, Mm -hmm. but it became a bigger crutch than just procrastination. It became that I actually was more destructive based upon this thought of, I could always do this later. I could always start later. I could always be happy later. I could always, you know, uh, whatever that might be. I could always be a better husband later. I could always help out later. I could, you know, these are conversations that I know that we have, um, unless I'm Mm -hmm. the only one that's, that's had these kind of conversations. But, you know, fortunately, uh, I, I, I had a recognition or I had, you know, one of those moths, those moments of truth where I, where when I faced that and I saw that all of a sudden that awareness. And when I was finally able to be honest that this is not working, what am I really committed to? What's really important to me? Then all of a sudden I made a different choice and I could go down a different path. Mm-hmm. But for much of it, the way that I got on a different path was this, it was this formula, Dr. Paul. I respect you. You're someone that I know uh, is very powerful in this area of your life. And I'm just going to admit this to you. I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. I don't have it figured out. I've been in a pattern. I, could, I, I can now tell it's a destructive pattern. But I don't know, this, I don't know the answer. And then mm-hmm. you can ask me questions. And when those mentors would ask me questions... I had a shift in my paradigm or my perspective, whichever of the P's that we're, right. that we're using in this. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it was getting out of that, getting out of that funk or getting out of that, that trend happened by, the, by me admitting it to another person that wasn't in the same life as me, right. meaning the same trend. Because if I went to someone that had the same trend, you know what they would tell me? Don't worry about it, man. It's not your fault. This is just the way it is. And, Feed right into and your they love me story. and they care about me, but they, you know, kind of say, give me excuses and give me permission. But when I'd go mm-hmm. to someone that's standing in their power mm-hmm. and they're not in the same scarce mindset that I'm in, all of a sudden I have an opportunity for growth and to course correct if I, mm-hmm. com- if I communicate with them early. Now, other people, as we talk about, are forced to correct because of divorce, because of bankruptcy, because of surgery, because their health is completely deteriorated. And that's kind of what happens as we just go down that path all too long. I had a good friend uh, share with me the phrase, make course corrections, not forced corrections. Right. And that's a great concept. You know, as you were talking to Garrett, how, how easy is it to study your own nose? You're too close to it to even see it. Very clearly. Right. But other people can see it as plain as the nose on your face. And if you find mentors in your life who you trust and, as you say, are standing in their power, they're operating within their unique ability and their 
and their uh, just unique skills that they're able to bring to play in your life, and then you exchange with them for that. Right. When you're when you're aligned with your sole purpose, how much fear do you feel? None. Right, but if it's an area where it's not my best expression, or I have a, some sort of weakness or liability, I could feel tons of fear and not know how it could be possibly in existence. That's the benefit of mentoring, of the wisdom of That's another, right. of engaging. And, and it doesn't mean, you know, as, as Garrett White will say all the time, it doesn't mean that anyone's broken or that there's even necessarily anything to fix. It just means that other people bring benefit. That's the beauty of this world. That's the reason why we can exchange. That's right. Because you have different perspective. You have different talents to bring to the table, which allows me to then learn from that. Allows me to yeah. it allows me to answer questions that are now asked by you because you've spent time thinking about it. you've spent time experiencing it you've had natural inclination to know that that question's a powerful question mm-hmm. that I may maybe didn't think of before and it implies a willingness to share it too because you don't get it unless I'm willing to share it and right. vice versa if you try and keep it completely secret and this is interesting because we've uh, you know this is another conversation that G-Dub and I have been having lately, which is the people that he and I have really respected most out there in the self-development world, or even people that we've had as radio guests are the ones that they don't sit there and think, well, I'm not going to share this. I really should charge before I share this concept. I'm not going to share that because I'm going to charge before I share that concept. They give everything they have to give in that moment and give you their best. Mm -hmm. Which is an abundance mindset. The scarcity tells you, hang on to it unless somebody offers you something. Right. And abundance says, share it. It's there to bless the lives of other people. Get it out there. Get it out there in front of them. And then those who, who really value it are going to want to approach you to do some, some exchange. And that's the whole idea of business. And, and so this is the most quiet that G-Dub has ever been. particularly... He's, pon- he's a... He looks this, contemplative, that maybe been he? a ponder. Maybe that was a ponder. Pondering is thought. Meditation is no thought. <laughs> <clears throat> At least that's how I define it. So two thoughts that okay. came through the process of pondering, not meditating upon your words. I went into meditation for a minute and then came back out into ponder. One of the processes when we were talking about these five stages or these five areas of of God, self, family, neighbor things, two things come in alignment. We've talked about this. I can't remember if we've talked about this on the radio or not, but I definitely do with clients is, is that when Jesus Christ was asked in the New Testament, he was asked, well, okay, well, what are the commandments, right? Because there was a lot of confusion for the people at the time because they had been following the law of Moses. If you're not Christian, follow along, and I promise you, you'll get the point here. If you are, great. You probably haven't spent a lot of time studying this. If you're the majority of the people I come in contact with anyways, you'll kind of get the point here. But, but here, was, here was the needed, he was asked the question, what are the great commandments then? Right, because if I'm supposed to keep all the commandments, what exactly are they? And he listed and he responded in a very simple way, right? This was kind of fulfillment of a summary of what the Ten Commandments were, had been given to Moses, brought down from the mount, and given to, uh, given to the, the people at that time, and that they were being followed in kind of a preparatory state. But he really summarized it in two ways. He said, listen, there's two great commandments. Number one is to love God. Love God with all your heart, might, mind, and strength. This was primary. So, so as you're sharing these, Dr. Paul, here we are, have natural alignment. Christ in the New Testament, you know, 2,000 years ago is declaring that God must come first and that we must love God first. It didn't say love self first. It didn't say love your neighbor. It didn't say love stuff. It didn't say love anybody else. It said love God. Second then, he said, was there like there unto it, <clears throat> but declared really brought about the rest of the stages of what Dr. Paul's speaking to, which is he said, okay, now the second commandment, love thy neighbor. 
as thyself. And of course, immediately the people that he's speaking to, they omit the second part of that sentence and they say, oh, well, then who is my neighbor? Isn't that hilarious? Because even in the writings of the New Testament found within Matthew, they don't even they don't even reference the power in that commandment. And of course, Christ being in Christ consciousness at that point and being in a place of, of power and such power and such love and such unconditional love responded to the, the level of the, the conditional vibration that they were putting off in the questions. And well, what is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? So I'm not even going to go that direction with it. But there's that, that, that those two words at the end of that commandment that I watched not only myself over years and years of experience in my own life, but watching so many others. This is the part and the power. It is, as we talked about yesterday, the critical point analysis that Dr. Hawkins speaks about in Power Versus Force. It's that one place that if we miss it, the entire mechanism falls apart. If we hit it, the entire mechanism functions. And that is to love thy neighbor as thyself. And so the second we have natural here following a natural alignment, this is why it resonates so powerfully with this is truth, is that now I must love and honor myself. I love God. I love self. Once I love self, I now have the capacity to love and express this in my family relationships with my neighbors and the people I come in business contact with. Powerful Joe at 7-Eleven who makes buying a drink in the morning a transformational experience at the convenience store down to the perspective of things. But here was a second thought that came to me in my pondering state, not meditation, just to be clear for you was that the reason why we flip these, the reason why we don't start with a conversation of God first in our lives and why it tends to be a conversation everybody wants to dissipate from, from their experience. People ask me, well, Garrett, you talk about, you talk about God and work. I mean, man, that's mm. risky. I go, risky for who? Not risky for me. Reality is there's no division. Are you kidding me? None of the rest of this game makes any sense without this lens. How could I possibly even believe this? Well, it's easy. Flip the equation and come down to the bottom, just like he's talking about. Why is it so much easier to focus myself upon the things and the money and the stuff? Why is it so much easier for me to seek out to pull the beam out of your eye and to judge you for who you think you are and who I think you are in judgment than it is to face myself? Why is it so much easier for me to abuse mentally, physically, spiritually, socially, in every capacity the people who mean the nearest and dearest to my experience, my parents, my spouse, my children, because it's what you see. Because it's what you see. And you see the manifestation of the illusion through the carnal experience. But where does the power exist? And yet where is it that's hidden amidst the shadow and the illusion, the greatest power and possibility to unlock and unfold? Everything in our family relationships, everything in our neighbors and in everyone else we come in contact with and eventually as the fruit to the powerful root that just like plants hidden in a place in which you cannot see God who has never left and that powerful connection that has always been and that currently is we seek out last because we cannot see. Because with the physical eyes, we cannot see it. We don't focus on ourselves because, as Dr. Paul said, we cannot see truly who we are. And so we default to three, four, and five to the path of least resistance. We don't look upon the staff we are because things. of these. We are what people say about us. Those are the illusions. Mm-hmm. And so as you kind of shared that through, I went through and I was drawing out just in my journal the idea of roots and fruits, potential production 
unseen to seen. And so if there's one message that, that sticks with me so powerfully, what is it that creates the powerful results in the seen manifestation of my experience? It's standing in the mystery of the unseen and unlocking its power and watching as the roots begin to go deep and create powerful fruit in our lives in all these areas. And so when I hear this idea of enrich and this idea to save and to enrich my relationships, I'll read one quick definition. Dr. Paul, we're going to have you finish this off for today. Mm -hmm. Definition in the dictionary is to supply with riches, wealth, abundant, or valuable possessions. Continues here with a, a definition of this in the second part, to supply with abundance of anything desirable, to enrich the mind with knowledge, to add greater value or significance to, to adorn or to decorate, to make finer in quality, to increase the proportion. So Dr. Paul, what do you do? Mm -hmm. You do all of those things. What is this process about in these five? Saving and enriching the five key relationships, both the unseen, unseen to the physical eye, and those seen to our physical experience. I'm really liking that analogy of the roots, the unseen, which is at the foundation of the whole thing. You know, I just spent, I spent a whole Saturday working with my sons and my neighbor, removing this huge Chinese elm tree from between our driveways. <laughs> and, that was uh, a chore. Getting the branches off, no problem, right? I mean, it was a little bit of work, but no problem. When we got down to the trunk, okay, now this is a little bit more ominous, but the roots, oh my heavens, you know, there's a job. We brought this backhoe in, we were tearing up cement, we were digging this thing out, finding roots the size of my leg down under my driveway, and when your roots are solid, it's, it, that's what supports the whole mechanism, that's what supports the whole tree, and it allows you to bear fruit. And I really am convinced that, that as you nurture those key relationships and take them on from the, from the top down, you hit, the, you hit the, the priorities in your relationships, the fruit will manifest. The fruit will come. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it's not important or that you shouldn't address it. Sometimes having someone, a mentor, a coach, someone that you can talk to, to help show you that different perspective, and then you take have the guts. Have the guts once you see it to do something. You're, you're a great example of that, of, of just realizing and recognizing things in your life and then having the guts to, to move on it. That's so the key. Obviously, a uh, very powerful conversation. Love the context that you provided, Dr. Paul. You do a podcast. How do people have access to that podcast? What do, they, do they go to iTunes? They type something in You can get it at iTunes. Just search for Dr. Paul. Or liveonpurposeradio.com is a website where you can pick up my weekly podcast. You're going to catch an episode there with Garrett Gunderson. I love it. search for Killing Sacred Cows. I love it. Haven't got G-Dub on the show yet, but that's going to happen. I love that also. Yeah. So yeah. here's the last message we'll leave with you, and here is how it goes. For every thousand people hacking at the branches and the leaves of economics, there's a handful chopping at the root. Here we sit today, chopping at the unseen, chopping at the root, and we ask you to join us. Join us in a mission. Continue to tune in. Let other people know about this show, the powerful content that's going to flow through us and to you. And again, remember, it's not so important what you hear on this radio. It's not so important when you heard it. What is important are what are the thoughts and what are the questions that are coming to your mind as you hear these words. 
And so today there's been many of you listening, in the, especially the second hour as we've had Dr. Ball come on, that have begun to wonder. And I'm even going to speak to the consciousness of some of you listening right now live to the fact that you've been watching a lot or listening to a lot of our shows. And this is the first one that's made a big difference. And I honor you for being here. And I'll honor you for the choices that you're going to make moving forward. Thanks so much for being with us. This is Power Hour. We'll be back next week. Sign up now for a free month subscription to the Producer Power Hour membership, including an all-access pass to exclusive interviews and... The Voice of Utah. The Sound of Freedom. AM 630 KTKK Sandy Salt Lake City. This is K-Talk.